Welcome to the Ozo Dope Audio Show. Think comedy meets a much needed heart to heart, jam packed with dope conversations to motivate, inspire, and entertain. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get, but it's gonna be sweet. From personal growth and self-improvement to pop culture and a little bit of mess, I'm your host, Cass, here to bring you the freshest takes on life, love, and everything in between. So pour yourself a glass of something good, because we're about to drop down and get our ego long, baby. I'm so glad that you could do this with me, because I need to put out an episode in two days. So I'm like, yo, can you be on? And you came through. Well, yeah, you already know if you hit me up, then I'm there, so... Well, thank so you. Ain't no, ain't no problem. Yeah, and we're also using his version, his paid version of Zoom, so that we can not only record this thing, but so that it can go on longer than thirty minutes, and we don't have to be ghetto and take a halfway stop and then click the link again. Do you do that with other people, or are you everybody's Zoom link plug? Everybody, nah. Every anybody that I record with, we all we all pay for it, so like we never have those issues because. Some of the pods I do will be like two hours long. We can't be stopping in between. Oh, that's like, true. Today, we are scheduled to talk about being haters. And I thought that this was the perfect conversation to have with you because, you know, need I, I ain't stay? no hater. You don't think you're a hater? Let's make that Not. our first question. On a scale of one to 10, one yeah. meaning like I'm a lover, certified lover, and 10 being like, I'm a straight hater. Where do you think you lay? I put myself at a four. A four? Yeah. What do you say I am? I would say at least a six. I don't know if I'm more on the hate side than the love side. yo. I think it I depends love, on the moment. I love a lot of things. If you tell me about like, if, you're, if you go and ask me about like Aussie from Ultimate oh my gosh. Queer Love, then I'm going to be more on the hate side. But I yeah. think in a in a general situation i'm i'm i think i'm four okay four cool. five yeah i think generally i'm probably about a five or six like i'll be honest like there are some things that i'm like maybe because i'm a libra i'm a little bit judgmental of but i try not to let it take over my life like, i don't associate being a hater with my personality like i don't internalize that but i understand that sometimes i like to dibble and dabble in being a hater you know, and I think it's funny, to be honest, because I make comedy out of it. But um, I try not to really actually let it impact me. That's a fact. You you to me, I don't I would put you at a five. Like, I don't really I think you have the the perfect balance of mm -hmm. hate. But you're you don't <laughs> hate on a lot of things. But when you do hate on things, oh, I it's hate a it. Lot of hate, right. Like, <laughs> that's you don't, true. Yeah you you like a lot of stuff but like once you hate something that hate oh, is real the hate is real the hate is definitely real okay so do you want to hear the definition of a hater yeah let's do it. i got this online okay so a person who greatly dislikes a specified person or thing or a negative or critical person i think that just about gets it yeah i think that i think that gets it i think for both of us it's like if we don't like somebody Mm -hmm. that hate could be real or if we don't like something that hate could be real but like they have to do it takes a lot for them to do something right it's not just like a one trait thing it yeah. takes a lot in order for you to get to that point 
I feel like I hate on more things than people. There are people that I dislike and they don't get any space in my brain. But then there are things that people do. And even people that I love, there are things that they do that I'm like, yo, I'm a hater on that. And that's, that's where I spend most of my time hating on things people do and behaviors. I I got hate for some people at my workplace. <laughs> but like the thing about me is I'm so like straight up with it. Yeah. That I'm pretty sure they all know that I don't like them. So like I'm not I'm not professional with it. And everybody there knows. Like but I you're don't not try fake to nice? Be, I don't try to be professional or fake nice. Like the person can walk into the room and like say something and I'll just walk out. Like it's just really I'm just yeah, no, I don't I don't like playing like the the fake fake nice game. I don't like doing all that stuff. I rather I want you to know I don't like you. Yeah. And if you come to me and ask me if you don't like, if I don't like you, I'm going to tell you I don't like you. Wow. And if you ask me why, I will tell you why I don't like you. Like, it is. I'm, and that doesn't get you in trouble? Get me in trouble with who? Everybody, like, it just in life. Probably. I right. remember. I, I remember I did not like one of the executive directors, and I let it be known. But I left. There was right. nothing she could do about it. Like she kept trying to like nitpick on stuff that I did and all that stuff, I guess, to try building whatever case that she needed to make. But I left for a job I wanted to. I didn't even like the job after when she got hired. So that's true. So you you separated yourself because you're nitpicky. If I don't like something, then I'm, I don't need to say there. A job to me, a job like everybody likes to talk about like a job like it's a career. Do you think the job you have now is a job or a career? How do you determine? Yeah, the job I got right now is a job. Really? Like, it's a job. Like, I was gonna leave there. I was gonna leave there last year. Like, I I negotiated. I negotiated for something that I wanted, right? But like, it's not a career to me. Really? So, what is a career to you? And what or what about your job makes it just a job and not a career? How do you distinguish the two? Like to me, a career is something that you actively want to do like this is what you want to stay into this is whether you move around in that career like but that's the goal that you have right like mm -hmm. i never wanted to do god honest i never ever wanted to do social work i fell into it and i was just good at it so yeah, i we stuck all fell with into it. it i'm in the housing market now this is not something that i wanted to do covid hit and i couldn't do what I was doing before. So I stuck with it. Like, do I know exactly what my career is? And I know it sounds weird because of like how old I am, but like, no, nah, this isn't where I, what my end goal is. Do you know what your end goal is? Or like uh, where you want to see your next career move, not just a job, but a career move? Not really, because I think for me, it's always been one of those ones where I sat down there and I'm like, I'm like, what am I good at? What am I not good at? And sometimes I would give the idea of what I think I'm good at a shot. But it comes with something else that I just don't get along with, whether it's whether it's fake people, mm. whether it's um, more of a desk job. I don't think I'm meant for a desk job. Like, I just... I'm just taking the time. And that's what my 2024 mainly is going to be about is deciding, like figuring out exactly what I want to do.
Yeah. I think if you let those outside variables deter you from the areas of interest you have, then you're never going to find anything that truly sticks. Like, it doesn't matter what industry you go to or what job you go to. There's always going to be fake people, whack oh, yeah. people. There's there's going to be things that come up that you just don't have full, full, full control over. So I would just, <clears throat> as your advisor, I would right. advise oh, you yeah. to to try and stick it out a little bit write things down and distinguish your non-negotiables from things that you're willing to compromise on. Oh yeah. That's what I'm going to do. That's why I said okay. that this job to me is not a, is not a career. Like, yeah. I can... admit, like I've been in it for over a year. Like I've given it the shot and yeah. it might, it might be, it might just be who the person, who the company is. Right. That is the, that is making me feel that type of way. Maybe if I switch companies to another company. I don't think you should do that. But I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to do. Okay. Right. So that's why I'm taking this year. It's a big reflective year for me. Like this might yeah. be my last year DJing. Why? This might... I'm just at that. This is not what this podcast is about. Okay. Right? I'm sorry. This, this is not what this is. This yeah. podcast is supposed to be about hate. But okay. it just might be where as consistently as I do, right? Like, it's just, I want, I appreciate music being, I want music to be enjoyment and not a job. Okay, understood. Let's hop into some hater shit, huh? Let's get into some hater shit. Okay, so these are just a list of hater shit that... I came up with feel free to add to the list we're just gonna kind of go down and then discuss as we go and i want to hear your take so right. number one on my list is when people cut their nails in public like oh that's gross it's disgusting right i hate even when i'm sitting with someone whether it's in their house or mine do not cut your nails beside me that is something you do in like in privacy it's so gross like feet to me i don't like feet period but like mm -hmm. But like once you add that cutting the toenails like right beside me and stuff like that, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, I've literally left somebody's house because they did did that. I was like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, because you know those toenails fly. Like the nails yeah. aren't as bad. Like nails, I could maybe do it, but toenails are a definite no. Because first of all, you clip them and you hear them just crack. And my my mm -hmm. toenails, personally, my I have some thick toenails, so you hear it go crack. And then just like it'll fly. You never know where it's gonna go. Yeah. Like I don't wanna be sitting in your house and it's a danger zone because I might get a toenail in my eye. Like, thank God yeah. I wear glasses because this is protection, right. a somewhat form of protection, but they could still go up and over. Like, I'm not even trying to I don't even no, nah, that's gross. Yeah, I've seen people in public, like in coffee shops, cut their nails. And I honestly, I just give them a death stare. I'll never say anything because I'm non-confrontational, but I'll look at them like, because I want them to feel shamed, you know? No, nah, you, yeah, I agree with you. No, nah, don't cut your, don't cut your nails in public. Um, You're an Android guy. You're a green bubble boy. I am. So let's get your hate off on the okay. green bubble. Is, this is not even on some iPhone Android thing, but it's just on multiple texts in succession. If you text me, personally, I prefer like one long paragraph than seven little short bursts of text messages. Not because I hate your guts. It's just because it's bothersome. It's a nuisance. 
I'm trying to listen to music or a podcast or I'm doing something and my phone just goes and it's so annoying. Don't do that. Why do people message like that? And it's mostly you green bubble people. Why? You know what it is? That is a damn lie because most of the people that do that to me are Apple people. And you know what it, you know what it is? It is Apple has the iMessage. So everyone uses that like it's instant message back in the day and stuff like that. So they sh write these short ones. Oh, hate it. And then Android, like Android to Android, you can have, it's pretty much like an iMessage thing. It doesn't have the same capability, but you can see like somebody's typing or whatever. And then when you go cross-platform, people just have that same typing habit. Do I like it? Absolutely not. I hate I hate when I look at my phone and it says like I have six messages and right. then I open my phone and it's one person that sent six messages. It's really annoying. Like how petty is it for you to tell your friend, hey, listen, I like you. I love you. You mean a lot to me, but text me in a full paragraph form. I feel like that's too petty. Personally, I've never done that to anybody. I have put people on mute. I have multiple people, friends that I consider like my people on mute because of the way that they text and because of the fact that I don't want to seem petty and tell them stop texting me like that. I dated a girl and I told her like, if you message me like this constantly, <laughs> I won't respond back. I'm going to break up you with know. you. Just to let you know. So <laughs> I'm like, I, do you see how I, my message came in? And did well, you that, see how you would, your message Yeah. You in? think people will get the point and some people do get the point. Some people understand it. But I'd say it's about a 50-50 ratio, to be honest. Like, it shouldn't be that much. I would understand if maybe like a 10% of people didn't understand it, that I could let slide. But the fact that it's 50-50, like, you're not going to see my, like, reinforced behavior, me trying to show you. My thought on it that makes it annoying to me is that you had to type the, type the short message and then hit set. Like, right. it's not like you hit enter and then on your phone and then it's sent. Like, right. you purposely went out your way to go, hey, how you doing? Send. Hope your day was good. Send. By the like, way, can you bring me this thing? Send. Yeah. Like, no, just put it in one. Put it all in one. And you can space out. it out. Like, right. I would prefer three to four mini little paragraphs or little sections, little blurbs in one message. You know, space it out. Give me some time. Let me, it's easier to Process. take in. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. What do you think about, what do you think about people who chew their ice cream? What? You know, people who chew the, you've never seen somebody chew their ice cream. They take a bite out like this and they chew their ice cream. You don't, you've never met anyone who does that? Well, nah, nah. It's also because I don't go buy ice cream shops or anything like that. Cause I don't eat ice cream. So like, okay. Well, yeah. you're lactose. No, nah, I just don't like ice cream. Okay, so people who chew their ice cream, I don't love it. I'm confused. And it's just like, why are you doing all that work? Like, it's just like you're doing the most. Why are you trying to show up and show out? Eat your ice cream like everybody else. Stop chewing. Now, what about, okay, what about when you choose the wrong checkout line? So this is internal hate. When, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you're like, okay, you automatically you're sizing people up. You're like, OK, I see there's three people in that lane and four people in that lane. But the people in this lane have like less stuff in their cart. Plus, this cashier is young, so she looks like she moves through people quick. And then you choose the wrong line and regret and it just messes up your day. I usually just self check out all the time. Mm -hmm. But um, 
the once the once and probably or twice per year when that happens to me it's usually because there was something on discount and i don't know how to ring up the discount so i have to go go to the cash register to do it and to me the biggest one is when you go into the express lane or supposed to be express lane and then that one takes longer because it's supposed to be like 12 or 24 items or less. And you're like, there's no way that this should take so long to ring up 12 right. items. Let right. me tell you, there's nothing I hate more than waiting. Then waiting. I will drive out of my way to go to a grocery store that I know has a self-checkout rather than taking the risk of going to the grocery store right by my house where I know I might have to stand in line. Now, if I do have to stand in a line, <clears throat> the way that I justify it so that I can really take it in and not be bothered is I use that time to catch up on my text messages, to catch up on my emails, to do those things so that I'm like, okay, at least I'm using, making use of my time. To me, what makes everything slowed down now is the is the bringing your own bag, the, re, the reusable bags. Because most times I'll watch people like get all their items rung up before mm -hmm. they start bagging and i'm like so why don't you just bag as they're ringing up like put it down right on the whatever the thing's called the belt and yep. as they scan it you bag it it's always the ones where on top of the bagging it is that they don't have they don't know where they're they collect points and they don't know where their card is right so then after all of that after waiting for the whole bag then you got to wait for them to find the card so they can scan it. And then they don't know if they have proper, if the tap is going to work. So then you have to sit down there and wait for them to insert the card and put in the pin. Then they take a while to move away. To me, that is, that is annoying. But the most annoying thing is when you're standing in line and somebody doesn't give you personal space. Oh, oh, yeah. That's I miss those early COVID days when people were really actually just like standing six feet apart. Oh, yeah. I just hate when somebody's like breathing all up on me and I don't know. Sometimes I'll just step to the side and be like, yeah, like you can't see how close you are to me. I'll like move up. But then once you start moving, they right. start moving and you're like, yo, bro, like just stop this. Chill. Yeah. Like, Another thing that I do is if I have a cart, then I will let my cart be behind me and I'll pull it from the mm. back, you know, so I'll go in front of the cart. What do you think about people who do coupon matching? And have you ever been that person? Never been that person. Actually, been that person once. I tried it <laughs> once out here. And and it was at the liquor store. I just didn't like the price that they had. So, and so we coupon matched it. Okay. I'm assuming that was pretty quick. But you know those people who will have screenshots of flyers yeah, no, and I be price matching no. every single little thing? No. What... From the moment when you when I see somebody has like a flyer in their yeah. hand, I don't oh, go yeah. in that lane. No. I don't go in that lane. But like, I get it. Like, I get it because they're saving money. And I have friends who do that coupon matching stuff. And they tell me that it makes, it does make a pretty big difference. But if it, I see that paper towels are on sale at one store, I will go to that store. I'll be like, okay, where am I going to save the most money mm -hmm. overall on their current pricing? I just want one. Yeah, I want to go to one shop. Me too. Like I don't, don't want to have. So I will look around. I already know exactly where I'm getting my groceries from. 
I know exactly, like, I know the shops, whatever, just because I've been there long enough to know. Mm -hmm. And so I know exactly what time to go when there's not that many people. I know all yeah. that stuff. It's, it's like, it's a science now. I'm in and out in like 10, 15 minutes at this point. Right. I think it's a luxury also of like living alone. The fact that like we oh, yeah. only shop for ourselves, but imagine like having to shop for like family member, not to mention children, like it would just take up so much time. And then I feel like at that point when you're spending that much money, then coupon matching makes sense. Oh, that what was Shalom's grocery stores? It's the ones that have those annoying crying kids the whole time while they're in oh, the grocery store. No, like, you got to go when kids are in school, baby. Like, I can't be in the stores with kids. No, that's why, like I said, I have it down to a science where I can avoid everything that annoys me. Yeah. And I can be in and out in a short period of time. Cause... Yeah. I like to shop midday because early in the day you get like the older people who are paying with cash or don't know how to use their debit. But then by the time you get to like midday, they're already taking their nap or they're like playing euchre or like bingo, or whatever. And but also people are still at work and kids are still at school. So the midday is like the perfect time. OK, next up this. Mm -hmm. I feel like this might apply to you. So you might be offended. And there's going to be a lot of people who are offended here. Right. I hate when people wish themselves a happy birthday on social media. Like I can't get behind that. I can't do it. I don't really do it <laughs> that often face. to tell you the truth. Well, I your birthday last, only happens I once think, a year. No, nah, but I mean, like when you look at my birthday stuff, all that stuff, like I don't really, I think this year was, last year was the one that I did it. And it was just because honestly, not going to lie to you. And this is going to be the God honest truth. Okay. Because a bunch of people were like, yo, those pictures that were when from the photo shoot that we did. Yeah. They're like, yo, did you start working out? Like, you look these. And I was like, nah. <laughs> so, like, I just liked the picture. So, I was like, I'm going to post this. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really want to do it. But, like, yeah. Maybe I think I'm just too cool. I don't know what it is. But I hate that. When people wishing myself a happy birthday. Now, that is different. I still don't like. And it's still, I think it's corny when, like, people repost their birthday posts that their, like, friends put up. Like, happy birthday to so-and-so. Like, just like it. You don't have to repost it. Like, I'd like to see who actually remembers my birthday. Because if I post, it's my birthday, which I never do. If I post, it's my birthday on social media. And then all of a sudden, out of the woodworks, everyone's wishing me happy birthday. Those happy birthdays don't mean anything. You wasn't exactly. with me blowing my candles. Like, you wouldn't know if you didn't see it on Instagram. Whoa. I just think it's like a shout, like a, a calling for attention. And I don't like that. I understand. My own is, I don't like the people that post the birthday wish to themselves and then oh. post that to the story oh brother so post that post to the story like so that's, silly. that's where i'm like all right just just chill out okay let's talk corporate let's make this mm -hmm. the last one i have so many honestly i have a long list here but let's let's do this last one what do you think about black history month in the corporate workspace i'm trying to think i'm trying to think what if I've ever actually seen it. You your workplace has never made like a a stink about Black History Month? Well, I've done s social work. So obviously they try to they make, they try and like really they, like butter they, our biscuits that month. They really tried during that time. But like any corporate jobs that I've ever worked? Not really. No, they there don't care. Really, yeah. 
No, man. It's so funny because when you, when you just see the performative nature of things and it's like, you know, February 28th hits and like, it's not even March 1st yet. And they're already tearing down the posters. <laughs> they're like, oh, we're done with this shit. Yeah, it's a, it's it comes and goes. Like, what do you expect? Like, it's it's one short month. We can uh, listen to hip hop again for a <laughs> month and break out some. You never know. Some people might have had their like hip hop fades and still had like, even though he's a nasty. I'll use a different one. Might still have a rockerwear jean jacket in the closet, <laughs> so they feel like they can bust it out that time. No, I'm down with I'm down with the peoples. Oh my gosh. Um, Oh my goodness. You know, one time I had a, I was working at this one office and for black history month, they had this like luncheon where they just ordered Jamaican patties and served them in the, in the, like in the meeting room. Beautiful. Was... I remember, I remember one time they asked, they like one organization asked me like where they can get some patties from. Cause they really <laughs> wanted some. Right. <laughs> so I told them about this spot. And so they went there. <laughs> And they got like they got like chicken, beef, and veggie. And somebody asked, like, they're like, "Do you have like a, you know, make sure the veggie doesn't have any like beef or anything in it, whatever?" They're like, "No, it's veggie, pure veggie. There's never any trace of beef or anything in there." And so I had to tell the girl when before she took a bite, I was like, "Yo, I think there there's like some beef products in the crust, so you gotta right. be careful about that." And she was like, "What?" I was like. Yeah, just because it says veggie patty doesn't mean the whole right. thing is veggie. Like just and also, our Jamaican patties are those suitable for Black History Month? Like, do you think like is that okay? You know what? I'll give them that rather than them come with like bad fried chicken. Oh, yo! Imagine they served fried chicken and watermelon. I'm See, sure that's happened. I'm pretty sure that's happened. There's there's probably been a place that, you know, they're like they're like black people aren't the only ones that like watermelon, but we really like it in February. So No, I'm just going to add one quick one quick hate. Yeah. And I already mentioned it before, but I want to single it out. Okay. I am hating all the stuff about Jonathan Majors and needing his Coretta Scott. Or his Michelle Obama. Okay, let's take a detour. Let's sit here for a minute. Let's park the car. You don't agree with Jonathan Majors or you don't agree with people hating on him wanting a Coretta Scott? Just leave those two women alone. Okay, like, you're hating on him using their names. Yeah, yeah. because one, he said, it, he said it to a white woman first. He goes, you're not, you're not acting like my Coretta Scott or my right. Michelle Obama. And then now that he has Megan Good in that interview, which was the worst interview that he could have possibly done after, yeah. after the trial. What, and then like, yeah, she's, she's my Coretta. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think he's an interesting man. Like interesting. I use that term like loosely. I think that he has this sense of self, maybe grandiose sense of self where he has this and mind you, he has given a lot to the culture. He, I think had this not happened, he was on the track to be the next biggest he was out of here. Yeah, he was out of here. And it kind of sucks to see how things played themselves out because you've seen so many other white men in Hollywood go through worse and still have it like not touch their careers. I do believe that he can make a comeback. I do believe that. But I also think he needs therapy. Like he needs to talk to somebody. I don't think he's all there in his head. 
He definitely is going to make a comeback. And we already know that because ABC was the person that people that interviewed him after the trial, which is also owned by Disney. So mm. it's after they supposedly dropped him from Marvel. So like, yeah, you don't you, this is a Disney rollout. Make him sit low for a bit. Yeah. And then you'll he'll be back like he's not he's not he's not done. But like, what do you if think he keeps doing interviews like that? He will be. Yeah. What do you think his his comeback strategy is going to be like if you were his PR person or if you were to kind of guess how he's going to make his comeback? What do you think that's going to look like? If I was him, I would stay low for a bit. I would stay low for a bit. And then honestly, I would try to get myself into because this might seem like a downgrade, but it will it if he does great performances in it, everybody's going to want him. Like it's those not the major budget movies, but like a couple of indie movies, right? Show that you're show that you're trying to really start from the ground back up. No, you can't move way. backwards. I don't think he can move backwards. Anything he does at this point is moving backwards. Right. That's why be, he, he's not gonna be in a Marvel movie right away. No, not right away. But that's why I think he shouldn't do movies right away. I think that either, okay, this is what I see for him. I see right. him aligning himself with an up and coming brand or a brand that's already established in the culture. Not yet. Give people a second to forget about things. Let something else kind of pop off. And then I could see him coming back like through a modeling campaign, something like that, mm. where people are like, oh, there he is. But he needs to disappear first. People need to miss him. And then seeing him again needs to like spark people's interest. And then what I see him doing is maybe executive producing something as his first move back into like movies and film. And then I could see him guest spotting and then starring and leading again. Now, this whole process is probably going to be five years in my opinion. It could even go faster because, you know, like the court of public opinion, it, it, the turnover rate is so quick. So whereas like this is a huge thing right in the here and now. And I don't want to put everything on like, oh, it's because he's black, da da da. Like he did do some like effed up shit. Mm -hmm. But I think because of his race and because of how he presents, like he's a very like masculine. He's not like, um, he's not universally like, good looking you know he's got a distinct look and i think that works for him when it works for him but it'll work against him when it's time to work against him um he's and also he, an idiot he's an idiot absolutely he's an idiot because to me all right the trial happens right he needs to shut his mouth that thing happened if he did not say anything everybody would only be talking about right the epstein list and Cat Williams interview. Right. And he decided to, he wanted to come out around the same time as the Cat Williams interview. Yeah. Everyone just starts roasting him about how bad that interview was. Just let the time go. I know you think that this was the best way to try to clear your name or understanding, but like you kind of, the way how you were in there, people, that made people think you were more guilty than you were before. Exactly. Bro, you're an actor. Like have your PR strategy team sit down with you. If you are going to do an interview, use your acting chops. Like don't present yourself for yourself. Like you're not a likable person. He's not likable once he opens his mouth. Before we knew anything about the person he was on the inside, everybody loved him because you never really heard him talk about himself in interviews. He would talk about the projects he's working on, the importance of like, you know, being black in media and all of that. So the stuff we wanted to hear him talk about, what he wants to talk about, we don't want to hear that coming out of his mouth. We don't want to hear why it. Didn't he, why didn't he call Michael B. Jordan? 
Michael B. Jordan was not about to touch that. Michael B. Jordan's I'm not corporate, ta- I'm man. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, why didn't he call Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan crashed a Ferrari by racing it, and no one really cared about oh, it Oh, that's after true. That. No one cared. Because he didn't come out and say anything. I think if he called Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan would say, yo, we need a Creed 4. Can you shut your mouth? Like, just yeah. don't just, yeah. just don't go do that interview. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, well, you can let us know in the comment section because now Spotify's got comments. Um, or you can hit us up online and let us know some of your hater shit, whether it's small stuff, whether it's big stuff, whether it's political, whatever it is. We want to hear what you have to say at ohsodope.co. You ready for the listener letter? So uh, recently my friend has posted a screenshot of my girlfriend's Tinder account that he found to one of our group chats, making a big deal about it and making me the center of ridicule for it. For context, I met my girlfriend off of Tinder. So I've known that she used it in the past and we were open. um, We were both open while we were talking that we hadn't yet deleted it. He had taken the screenshot a while back and held on to it without telling me about it. To me, it feels like he used it to humiliate me and try to make implications that my girlfriend was cheating or that she was for the streets. I'm so conflicted because this friend has been a close friend. I don't know how to handle this situation. What would you do? I think your friend's a hater. If it's perfectly into our episode today, your friend's a hater. That person's not your friend. If they're trying to embarrass you in front of other people, it's one thing to like send you screenshots and be like, yo, did you know this? Like, did you know your girlfriend's still on this apps? But to share it to the group chat and try and like make fun of you, that's not your friend. So did he share it to the group chat or did he post it? Oh, I don't know. Hold on. Let me read. Like, I swear in the thing it said he posted it. Oh, he posted a screenshot of my girlfriend's Tinder account that he found to one of our group chats. What's the difference between sharing and posting? I feel like it's the same thing. Nah, because I'm saying if it was just posted, not in the group chat, but just posted, that's that's like IG. Oh, no, no. He posted it in the group chat. Yeah, so he shared it in the group chat. Why would you do that? Nah, that's bugging. Because if if somebody finds, if I'm talking to a girl, if I'm dating a girl, Mm -hmm. and my people see it, see or come across her profile on something yeah they're just gonna hit me up straight up and be like yes did you know this is happening and then that would be up to me to be like nah right like or what the hell right yeah or yeah i knew she had it to post it in the group chat without sending it to me first that's That's just that's yeah that's just trying to be a real hater that's that's trying to disrespect I've seen, I remember, remember, sorry, one of my friends, she had been dating this guy for a year, like, or over a year. And then I seen his dating profile come up like on Bumble. So of course I screenshot it and sent it to her. I was like, Hey, just so you know. And she was like, Oh yeah. Um, I, he doesn't have the app on his phone, but I think he forgot to like close it down. And I could see the pictures on it were like older pictures or the pictures that he had originally on it. So like there are always those moments and also you don't know people's business. Like what if they're in an open relationship? There are plenty of people on there looking for unicorns. If your friend, if someone does something like that to you and you consider your, them your friend, like ask them about it. And if they continue doing stuff like that, that is not your friend. Cause maybe they honestly just, I mean like men, you guys play pretty like nasty jokes on each other sometimes that just really cross certain lines. And um, yeah, you have to let your friends know your boundaries. Nah, but as men, you also know you also know what's a disrespect to. Yeah. If it's a close, if it's your close friend, you know what's a disrespect to them, or yeah. what's or 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 not. 
Come on, baby, just a tip. Girl, relax. It is not that kind of party. Just the Tip is the part of the show where we give the inside scoop on practical tips to help you navigate through life like a boss. From must-have cleaning products to book recommendations, and even the best way to peel a banana, consider it handled. So without further ado, I'd love to give you Just the Tip. For all those that know me and for those that don't, they know that I love reality TV, which is why myself and Cass do recaps of like Love is Blind and Ultimatum on Keeping Up with the Senator. But one of my favorite ones is Love Island. And Love Island is back now with a new new one. One episode out right now. Love Island All-Stars. And it's supposed to be all like the best cast members that did not actually find love the first time coming back to be on there. So Love Island All-Stars is my own. Okay, plenty of trash. There you go. Mine is going to be a beverage this week. So when I went to my mom's place for Christmas, she got me some Perrier water because she knows that I'm fancy. And um, one was lemon, which you can never go wrong with lemon carbonated water. And then another one, it looked like it had strawberries on. I'm like, yuck. Strawberry carbonated water. Like, why would you get this for me? So uh, being nice, I took it home. And I didn't realize until I took it home that it is not strawberry. It's raspberry. And it is delicious. It is by far one of the best um, carbonated water Perrier flavors. So if you have raspberry in your grocer, in your local grocer, pick it up. You will not regret it. It's so good. It makes you just feel like rich. You know what I'm saying? Dope. Yeah. Okay. So before we go, do you have anything that you want to promote? Where can the people find you? What are you up to? What are you doing? Well, you already know I've always got a lot of stuff going on. Of course. You can follow me on Instagram at the Senator, D-A-S-E-N-A-T-O-R. You can listen to me on a few podcasts. You can hear me on the Not So Soft podcast. Shout out Kino, shout out Nino. They also shout you out all the time when we record Not So Soft. Always, always the promo right there. Um, Also, we got uh, the Fresh Take Network. I'm on a few shows there, so if you like wrestling, your wrestling podcast. If you like football, your uh, the 7K Pick podcast. If you like basketball, the ISO podcast. Um, if you like music, there's the Bootleg and B-Side. So sometimes I jump on there. I was on the last episode talking about Christmas music. We it's putting together your favorite mixtapes, but there's categories that you have to follow. Um, and then we had a year-end wrap-up, the best of and the worst of pop culture. So you can follow all of those on the Fresh Take Network. And it's if you have it on wherever you stream podcasts on, it'll be the Fresh Take Network archives. Okay, nice. Um, I guess I'll, this week I will promote the other podcast that I do for kids. So if you do have kids or kids in your life, I'm really working on building up this podcast um, this 2024. It is called Audio Adventures by All The Craze TV. All The Craze TV is my other company. It's literally like the little sister company of Oh So Dope. It's the exact same thing as Oh So Dope, but just for kids. So it is media, merchandise, events. It is real life situations with real life kids, and it is meant to start conversations. So each story allows kids to explore different themes like bullying, uh, being let down, being ostracized from the rest of your class, like not getting invited to the Valentine's Day party, those kinds of things, um, allows the listeners to explore those themes. But then at the end, 
we finish with some talk back questions so that they can relate it back to their lives and then start thinking uh, and talking through things with their parents and caregivers. So that's the whole purpose of it is to start meaningful conversations that will be uh, helpful to young people, young minds. So check that out. It is available on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. It's also on YouTube. So yeah, that's what I got going on and that's what I'm focused on. Also, Valentine's Day is coming up. So don't forget to get those Valentine's Day cards. I've added a few extras to the shop and they're nasty. Honestly, they're so nasty. And when I see people and even like my friends ordering cards, I like give them side eye like, oh, I see you. So yes, come through, get a nasty card. If you don't have a boo, that is fine too. I've got Valentine's Day options. That's what I'm going to be using because I don't have a boo. So I'm going to be putting together little boo baskets for my girls. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of cool stuff. So www.dopehouse.co and you'll see it right there on that landing page. Senator, thank you so much for um, for doing this with me. I always enjoy our conversations. You know what it is. You already know what it is. Also, big shout out to Benny. I know Benny is not on this one, but y'all been killing it. With oh yeah, the shout out to Benny. I've been, I've been tuned in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, shout out Benny. Shout out we, yourself for the work that you're doing. We and love you. Listeners, run up, run up both podcasts so we can get this girl paid. Ah, oh, I love you, and I love you. Goodbye. just like that we've come to the end if you enjoyed the show you know what to do girl leave me a review five stars five stars five stars across the board to support the show you can share it with a friend or on socials don't forget to tag me at ohsodope.co so i could be a creep you can also shop on my website for greeting cards stationery, digital downloads and other cool merch at www.dopehouse.co this helps a ton because you know i quit my job and I don't want to have to do something strange for a little bit of change. You know what I'm saying? The best way to get in touch is email. You can hit me up at holla at dopehouse.co. Okay, shake your butt and have a good day. Goodbye. <laughs>